0: I'm Yossi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal
1: legends and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing?
0: I am good. Thanks, man. How are you? Very well indeed. Very well indeed. Good. We're recording this a little bit later than usual on a Monday because
2: you had some stuff to do. I did indeed. I did indeed. But Out it's about town. I Sounds did. Good. Wearing my um, smoking jacket. Well, it's no, it's more like a kind of yeah, man. green felt experience.
0: Just yeah. It's a little I don't know, a
2: man. Of... I'm getting I'm getting hef vibes. It's even well God, no God. <laughs> It's evening wear. Oh gosh! <laughs> I mean, we are. Yeah, we are. It's, it's late afternoon wear. Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, lounge, lounge wear. Exactly. Uh, we hope we'll everyone stays safe, staying well where we are in the world. Um, we're going to keep this pretty easy going today hmm. because we're going to save the FA Cup stuff for Wright's house. You and I are going to be on Wright's house on Tuesday. Yeah, on how I just—I don't even say admin anymore. Just segue into it. Exactly. Natural. But that's called? Growth. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and I are going to be on Wright's house. So we're going to talk about the FA Cup in in a lot more detail. Give out some flowers. Uh, talk about a couple of little other bits related to the FA Cup that he and I were talking about. We want to explore. So that's going to be fun. Uh, don't c- counterpress is back. Go and check Flow in the Gang. That's up now. Yep. Um, and any other admin? TheRinger dot forward slash soccer and the Stadio Outros playlist on Spotify. Got got a couple of. um complaints slash clarifications to, uh, to run through in a minute. But today, uh, we literally just, like a few minutes before we started recording, Gareth Bale announced that he's retiring from football. So mm. we'll talk about that and we will talk about some La Liga, some Serie A, a couple of bits to do with France and uh, maybe a few other bits and bobs. But before we get onto the football, we got an email from Sam Bilski <laughs> off the back of the Stadios. So for those who if you if you've gotten we were talk was we this bit about astronauts in space and sending a Bluetooth speaker up to you know if you're just drifting in space and hearing your laugh coming around the corner of a planet or something. <laughs> uh, so we got an email from Sam with the subject space. Sam said, Love the pod. Thanks, Sam. Listening to the 2022 Stadios, you both completely lack any understanding of space. <laughs> Not only is space so massive that you would never run into another sci-fi movie astronaut drifting through it with their severed cord, but there is no sound in space, so Moose's laugh would go completely unheard. Do better, Sam.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, consider us told. Listen, I always appreciate always appreciate a physics lecture. Exactly. It's good vibes. Thanks, so Sam. Good. So, so good.
0: Also, on that note, I owe Anthony Pino... An apology. Anthony oh. submitted one of our grateful episode. Uh, something for our gra- grateful episode. Uh, the chef in Boston. When I copied and pasted it into the thing, my, 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 uh, I think my text thing auto-corrected Pino to Pinto. And I said, Pinto. Oh no. Anthony said, finally heard the mention my email on the, on the pod. Thanks so much. If you're ever in Boston, come see him. So we're going to go see him. But he said, um, even if you said Anthony Pinto instead of Pino, and my whole kitchen staff couldn't stop laughing.
2: Oh, man. I'm so sorry. That's funny because all of a sudden you turned him into a, a part time goalkeeper and full time reggaeton DJ, didn't you? I did. I did. I'm so oh. sorry. The whole staff like, started laughing. Oh, man.
3: Yeah. I tell you what, actually, I shout
2: mean, out. To- that's your staff was all very mean. Shout very out to mean. the seafood in Boston. Serious. Serious. We got someone, someone I think someone texted us saying,
0: it was almost like a, finally, it was like, shout out to studio for shouting out the food in Boston. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> Listen, seafood in Boston is a very serious proposition. You can say that from experience. And hopefully, oh, man, hopefully future experience. He's
0: wearing a smoking jacket. He's talking about Boston seafood. Look at ah, this guy. Ah, I don't I even could, know who you are anymore. I, could, I could what contain you multitudes. With I contain multitudes. Lisa? You knew what this was. Right, everyone. Let's get on to some football after this. Let's do it. Should we begin with Gareth
2: Bale? Yes, we shall. He uh, sure. just
0: released a statement saying, after careful and thoughtful consideration that I announced my immediate retirement from club and international football, I feel incredibly fortunate to have realised my dream of playing the sport I love. It has truly given me some of the best moments of my life, the highest of highs over 17 seasons that will be impossible to replicate no matter what the next, the next chapter has in store for me from my very first touch at Southampton to my last with LAFC and everything in between shaped a club career that I have an immense pride and gratitude for. Playing for and captaining my country 111 times has truly been a dream come true. He goes on to say, uh, you know, thanks to family, friends, clubs, parents, sisters. Then at the very end, he says, so I move on with anticipation to the next chapter of Oh, sorry, the next stage of my life, a time of change and transition, an opportunity for a new adventure, dot, 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 Gareth Bale.
2: And so his watch was ended. Honestly, Gareth Bale, one of the most, he has had one of the most satisfying careers, I think, an elite athlete could have had. Even with things going difficult at Ramadu for a little bit, if you think of the overall career in the arc and the achievement of his potential, from being that like, you know, super skinny player at... Southampton ending up as kind of this ripped sort of behemoth slash Buffalo at Mm -hmm. Real and winning everything. And not only winning everything, but taking his teammates for Wales on a journey that they would never have gone on without him. Incredible. Like his effect on Wales, even more remarkable than Messi's effect on Argentina. It's actually comparable to um, George Weah's impact on Liberia, I would say. And he did it all as a thoroughly popular member of his squad, was never regarded as above anybody in the Wales squad just just unbelievable and someone who actually I think will cope very well with life after football <laughs> very well indeed just he always seemed like a supremely well adjusted individual sometimes too well adjusted actually
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know how uh, on the Rewatchables, they have Apex Mountain. Bill and Chris and Sean, all, all, all the Rewatchables crew, they do Apex Mountain. So whenever they do any Rewatchables, yeah. I don't know, to say if it was, uh, I don't know, they're talking about all the President's Men, right? And they're talking yeah. about Robert Redford. And it's like, is this the Apex Mountain for Robert Redford? So basically, is this the pinnacle, the peak of
2: their powers? Right. Okay. You okay know? I see that.
0: Okay. I love that. I love that. So let's do a. I don't know. We should we should do like a Stadio rewatchables crossover and call them the re,
2: rematchables. The rematchables, and look at the peak anyway, at peak, peak yeah. of Bale's. So what's the,
0: what's Bale's apex mounting? Because I think I have a specific moment. Copa del Rey, overtaking Carta. Copa del Rey goal against. Bar- go, that's it. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's his apex mounting. Yeah, we agreed. That's when he it. turns right, on the
2: afterburner. Thanks for listening, everyone. What a lovely show. Good <laughs> well See you later. <laughs> that was it, though, wasn't
3: it? Because that yeah, was the moment it. he
2: entered legend. First season at Real. Ronaldo
0: not playing. It's in normal time. What is it? Five minutes to go, basically. And yeah. he cut, and he just yeah, and he absolutely tortures poor Mark Bartra. Yeah, Bartra. Yeah. He, he takes the long way round. Awful. And for Bartra. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's and it's in front of the Barca fans, so there's just no one
2: moving. In his defence, that would have happened to anybody. There's almost no one else in world football that could have kept pace with, with mm. Bale at that point. Don't forget how good Micon was shortly before Bale did that at San Siro. Micon, one of the best right backs in the world, and Bale just yeah. absolutely shredded that flank.
0: He could be legitimately in the argument for one of the best British players, if not the best British player
2: ever. Oh, without question. He's in like the argument. Ever. He's in the you know argument. Know I mean? He's up there and with Gleish as an argument, yeah. there He's is, there, the, is yeah.
0: there is a, There is a definite, definite argument there that if you were going to say who is the greatest British player of all time, if someone says Gareth Bale and
2: Gibb puts the case forward, you're not going to, they're not going to be laughed out of that conversation. Yeah, you'll say he's top, I mean, obviously for me, it's still going to be Dalgleish. I still think though, I still think Bale goes top top 10, top five. I mean, that's the thing. And top five is, abs- I think actually top five at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely top five. And I love, you know, it's funny because it's easy to get caught up in um, not only how his career ended, which I think is overstated because a lot of that was beyond his control, whether he was playing or not. But I think it's easy to get caught up in, I think, the physicality of how he played. But Bale's technique is what got him to that point. Like Without, without the technique, the power doesn't matter. Unbelievable left foot. Unbelievable left foot. Just, it was funny because watching him for Southampton and just him floating around like he was on a different level to everybody else, that was incredible. And actually, shout out to um, Harry Redknapp, who called that again early. Harry Redknapp understood exactly what Bale would become. And I think, again, you look at, you know, I've used this phrase many times, but a real hero's journey because this is a player who, if you'd said Gareth Bale watching him as a left back at Southampton, that he'd become this, I think very few would have seen it. And it's the leap that's so impressive. His ability to evolve like he did into a devastating, at one point, sort of central striker. Mm. It's just incredible. Just incredible. It really is, man. I think, yeah. I hope he enjoys whatever he gets up to next yeah
0: 100% I mean some uh, when he was uh, at his peak Mm. completely unstoppable yes and few players I think have ever been completely unstoppable that's right Bale was completely unstoppable I mean the winner in the Copa del Rey final uh, basically the winner in in, uh, 2014 yeah in 2014 against Atleti which won Decima. Mm. Ramos obviously getting them back into it Bale with the go ahead goal Marcelo with the clincher Real ones, no. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. And like iconic goals for an iconic football club and just...
2: The bicycle kick. Against Liverpool. And And then also, but then also the bicycle... But again, even the penalty in the shootout 2016 against uh, Atleti. So like stepping up in huge finals without any care and a really, a really funny thing because actually to give Real Madrid fans their due... A hell of a lot were in his corner as well. Yep. A hell of a lot. Like I think because thing about Madrid, the thing about Bale was for Madrid. Bale worked hard, and Mm. the thing about the shortcut to Madrid hearts is just work your guts out. It's why they love Lucas Vasquez. You know, you put in that shift, and I think Bale at his best represented the best of Madrid. That's why they love Di Maria for the same reason. Like Mm. elite players who just work their guts out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure among Madrid fans there'll be those who like will be. They'll be raising a, a glass of whatever beverage, be it alcoholic or none, at some point this week.
0: Uh, enjoy retirement,
2: Gareth. Yes, I have. What I have the impression that he will. He's going to be playing a lot of golf, even if he is just checking on the stock portfolio. If he's just checking on the portfolio <laughs> and playing a bit of golf, and every now and again doing a surprise like appearance at like a Welsh primary school, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine him just sort of turning up at random stuff yeah. just to say hi. I've been totally down to earth with it. But yeah.
0: Should we speak about one of his former managers? Well, actually, before we do, let's just, uh, let's CBS Sports have just literally posted this. I'm going to read it. Uh, five Champions Leagues, four FIFA Club World Cups, three La Ligas, three UEFA Super Cups, three Sup- Super Cup de Espanyas, Spaniards, Copa del Rey, an MLS Cup, a Carabao Cup, 227 goals, 161 assists, and led Wales to their first World Cup in 64 years. That is not a bad resume, Not at all.
2: Not at all.
0: But have you ever done a podcast that nobody asked for, Gary? (laughs) Let's move on to one of his former managers, Zinedine Zidane, who, the president of the French Football Football Federation, after his comments about Zinedine Zidane, has felt the wrath of everyone from French politicians killing Mbappe, and even a comunicado oficial. I'm actually quite jealous. This is if Kylian Mbappe
2: sent a tweet criticizing me, I think I would just hide somewhere for ten years. You'd be like
3: the Tom. Hanks. <laughs> H- no, if
0: if all of this had happened to you, if you if Real Madrid had released the Communicado oficial, if Kylian Mbappe had come out criticizing you as well as everyone else, you'd be sat there like Tom Hanks in The Green Mile when he gets cured. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. That's actually true. Yes. That's actually true. Yes. The main character energy. It goes. <laughs> 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 He said, what was the, what was the thing he said? Uh, I wouldn't even call if Zidane was interested yeah. in taking the France job. I yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't even pick, even the pick phone. up the phone. I wouldn't even pick up the phone. And I heard that I thought to myself, do you know what, actually, that is an early contender for prop Joe of the year. Because being in that job, if you are in, mm. if you're the head of the French football federation and you're that arrogant to come out and say that in public... Your level it's- of contempt. You're, you're not good enough to be in that job if that's the level of contempt you're showing. And you know, there was that, that story we told about the time when um, you have, well, it's happened several times, national teams where the officials fly in first class and the players fly in economy. That's the energy right there. And I've said a long time, there's a massive class problem in football where administrators have contempt for the people that literally got them their jobs and their prestige, like without Zidane winning that iconic World Cup in 1998, is that guy even in a position to give Deschamps an extended contract? He's not. Is he in a position where he can boast about the fact that he's head of the France Football Federation? And people go, "Oh my God, you're the head of that federation." Zidane literally gave his job the glow up that it has, and he's there slagging off Zidane to the world, and he thinks we'll get away with it. I mean,
0: uh, this it's full quote unreal is kind of wild. Right? He said he basically was like, "It came." It came when. Um, Someone asked him if, if Zidane could go and manage Brazil and uh, Le, Le Gray said, I don't give a damn, he can go wherever he wants. I know very well that Zidane was always on the radar, he had a lot of supporters, someone f- were waiting for Desom- Deschamps' departure, but who can make serious reproaches to Deschamps? Nobody. He, bracket Zidane, does whatever he wants, it's none of my business. No, sorry, he does what he wants, it's none of my business. I've never met him, we've never considered parting with Didier. He can go where he wants to a club. If if Zidane tried to contact me, certainly not. I would I wouldn't even pick up the phone. That um, is wild. I was like, kind of like all right, bro. Where's it's, that come do you know from? What it Reminded me a little bit of in a less. I, I think this the person who I'm going to talk about said it in a far less aggressive way. But remember when uh, Ronaldo went back to Man United and Rio was just like, he called me. He called <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, no, yes. I didn't call him. He called me. Um. Mbappe tweeted: "Zidane is France. We don't res- We don't disrespect the legend like that." With the kind of face palm emoji,
2: that is that is a horrifying thing. It, his press department must have gone absolutely wild. His poor press team, his poor personal <sighs> assistant, being like, "Don't check the boxes." mad, 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 More emojis have been unleashed at that man in 24 hours than at any other point in modern French history. I imagine. And wow. here is the funny thing about that: like his apology and his backtracking. It shows this thing. The man obviously lives in some weird bubble because how did he think that was going to pass without that level of backlash?
3: Mm.
0: Check this. Like when Real Madrid are coming for you, like Real this Real Madrid, a comunicado official. To this. Real Madrid laments the unfortunate comments made by the president of the French Football Federation, Noel Gray, regarding Zinedine Zidane, one of the world's biggest sporting legends. These remarks show a lack of respect for one of the most admired figures by football fans around the world and our club is awaiting an immediate correction.
2: (laughs) Ha ha, which they got.
0: Zinedine Zidane, world and European champion representing his country amongst many other honours. He embodies the values of the sport and has proven this throughout his professional career as a player and a coach. The statements by the president of the French Football Federation are inappropriate for someone holding such representation and are in themselves unsuitable. Like those he has also made about our captain, Karim Benzema, current Ballon d'Or Nations League champion with France 20, in 2021 and winner of five Champions League amongst many other honours. There's
2: something, I wanted to say this actually, I if wanted to throw this up. five Champions League. Something's there. going on there. There are two types of France football it feels in the administration or figure. Mm. There's Benzema and Zidane and there's Deschamps and the others and I think Deschamps is much more of a kind of establishment figure in a sense and I think plays well with others and the fear with Zidane I think was a bit like the fear of Clough taking over with England like Zidane would have walked in and been like who are these clowns and they were terrified he would tear it all to the ground and the fact that Dejom's got the renewal that guy there that statement from Le Gray basically is like someone who's demob happy he's like my job is safe the next four years that's what that's about I think because I think that if he walked in you know Zidane with Real Madrid Zidane walked to Real Madrid and he like he won every major conflict he had, he kind of won to the point where Perez wanted him back. Like that was wild. And then he came back, won that title, showed he could coach the league to, well, no, proved again he could coach to a league title. And to me, it was like, <sighs> that statement is like about, it's like the French establishment, the French footballing establishment relieved. They didn't have to deal with Zidane and they didn't have to deal with Benzema. I think the nerves about what Zidane would have represented in terms of the order, because the thing is, his record is as a coach, like for that type of, that kind of, you know, the the Real Madrid coaching job is as close to an international coaching job as you can get in club football. Actually, I think very much about autonomy, Mm -hmm. player freedom, man management, and just empowering you know, it's very, it's, it's a, not saying that they don't coach at Real they do, but there's a level of like hands-on and delegate, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a real delegation of power to players. I think playing for Zidane for France would, would have been fun, actually. I think we would have seen yeah. some really exciting football. I think it would have been really, I think you would have seen, I mean, they would have loved it. The, the players would have loved it. The fans would have loved it. And I think that would have been the problem. I think he would have just too been too... Too We've powerful, too yeah. Too powerful, and then the leverage he would have had to do whatever he liked. The France Football Federation, they were terrified of it.
0: Maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, the the that came off the
2: back of Deschamps' contract extension. Yeah, exactly. Until so just, they were like, they were so, like, that was probably <laughs> that was a. Shall I say, a slightly well, um, a well-oiled statement. <laughs> it's,
0: just a, it's just such a like a completely unnecessary like dudes in football establishments and they're just like, they have zero consequences for actions. They just uh, So they just come out and just say any old shit and it's just like, what are you doing? I hope that's endangered his
2: position actually. It's such a a, like a
0: political own goal. As far as I know, like Zidane hasn't said anything about the situation and it's just a bit like you can you can basically just be like Zidane's an amazing manager. What he did at Real Madrid in two stints is unbelievable, and he's a French legend. But obviously Didier's here. We never really doubted moving yeah. off on Didier, yeah. and that's it. And everyone's that's just it. like everyone's happy. You know what I mean? Like move on. Um, just weird, man. Another Unforced just like, error. Unforced error. What are you doing? Uh, speak, should we move on from this? We don't. I feel like we're going news, news, news. No, no, no.
2: no, good. Roberto
0: Martinez is the new Portuguese manager, and uh, well, the new manager of the Portugal national side. And the amount of people who tweeted us about this, nominating for him for multiple stadiums already, already, just on a, him being appointed the job. Appointed. You're Yo- all very mean. Leave Roberto alone. Nominations for Prop Joe. I'm going to be really intrigued to see what actually happens with that, because yes. um, my my short summary is they could be a, put it this way. A uh, Portugal without Cristiano Ronaldo, coached by Roberto Martinez with a lot of really exciting young players, could be the neutrals faves in the next cycle. The they best be stuff he got, got them playing firm. for
2: the best stuff he got them playing for Belgium. The high point for them is probably the Belgian, The two-one win over Brazil, when he plays Lukaku as a winger mm. and has De Bruyne just running on, that looked fantastic. And actually, he has a better quality player to work with at Portugal. Hey, um, do you know what they do have? And the, the quality, quality defense Belgium
0: never got elite fullbacks.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know, it's completely different. And you know, you're completely right. So I think, look, he can play some exciting football. Uh, I think he will. And at the same time, it's fair that people were concerned about the appointment because he does have a lot yeah. of questions to answer for sure and he should um, know that he should know that
0: and also you know there's some, there's some decent Portuguese coaches around who might have wanted to get a look in but mm. yeah some, some I think he's done okay at jobs I don't think he's ever been lights out and I don't think he's ever been awful he's, uh, he's I don't know he's just um, I think he's one of those uh, managers and you, pre- we might talk about it a little bit on Wrighty's House but you're seeing it with Graham Potter in a little bit where they just lose their aura after in their initial burst on the big scene Mm. It's hard to overstate how revolutionary in a way, that sounds like such a big word, but his stint at Swansea was so big yeah, and the knock-on effects were massive. One of those, I don't think, I, I personally don't think it's a wild shout to see him going from internet. I, I think international management kind of works for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens at Portugal because I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether it's going to work or not, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be mega intriguing. Yeah. I would love to see for example a super exciting slightly tactically naive young Portuguese side burst through and just kind of like be like oh my god
2: they could all of their games are 4-3 this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And maybe that's I mean I just think that he, he is someone that can get his players to express themselves yeah. in attacking fashion it's the best it's the best couple of players he would have worked with to this point. Mm. Um, but the pressure yeah the pressure is on him the pressure is on him. Uh, we know he can play with style, but can he take Portugal over over the line? Who knows? To be continued, TBC, Who dot, knows? dot, dot.
0: And before we go to a break, can we just give a shout out? It was the uh, Coupe de France this weekend in France. Can we just give a quick shout out to Alexis
2: Sanchez's mustachioed Panenka? Yes. He loves the Panenka. He loves a Panenka. I was re-watching actually the one he did in the um, Copa America final against Argentina in 2015. And the Panenka bounces like on the goal line. like I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you talk about disrespect. Most Penenka, the ball's meant to actually like, you know, bounce at least just inside the net, you know, in, after the line. But yeah, he loves a Panenka. He loves just like making that keeper change direction, shaking him down. I'm just, I'm, the, the mustache is, it's an interesting one, Alexis. Do you know what I like about him though? He strikes me as the kind of player, any round of the cup, he gives it everything. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. the lo- you know the like the local the the, the non league players will turn up and be like, yeah, Alexis Sanchez gave it to us. Like he chased everything down, pressed all the time, didn't act like you know the big time. Respect that he seems like that kind of player actually.
0: Mm. I reckon we should go for a break. Let's do it. it was FA Cup weekend in England. We said mm. we're going to talk about m- most of that on Ray's house, but obviously there were some pretty wild results. Yes. um and we're recording this ahead of Oxford United against Arsenal. So if Oxford win 5 0, the reason we haven't talked about it is because it hasn't happened yet. Exactly. But congratulations. It's one of those like, I'm not reading all of this, but congratulations, or I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we start in La Liga?
2: We could start, them, I and I'd rather start elsewhere, but I think La Liga- right, can Will start. you
0: start where you want to start then? No, 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 let's start no, with La Liga. No, no, let's, no let's start La Liga. We'll let's start. Mr. Smoking no, let's, Jacket. No let's, start. Like, no, let's
2: let's start with La Liga. It's not about me. It's bigger than me. The podcast is bigger than me. Wow. Wow,
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Listen, right. We're starting in Serie A. Uh, Jose Mourinho was suspended again. It's <laughs> <The uncertainty. laughs> um, And Roma came out with a last minute, well, last minute stoppage time equaliser at San Siro to, to claw their way back from going 2-0 down against Milan. Uh, Tammy was, uh, Tammy cleaning up Nemanja Matic's mess.
2: Yes. And because actually, Nemanja Matic scored that header it shouldn't have even got to Tammy. <laughs> well, I, I want to say this as well about um, the reason why I wanted to jump in and start with Serie A is because I think it's slightly understated just what is happening there in terms of the title race that's evolving and it's incredibly exciting. So, obviously...
3: Mega. Well, like, obviously,
2: obviously, like, you know, Napoli losing their first league game of the season last week to Inter, but then this week Inter, like, falling to a late equaliser or a late equaliser to Monza, two-all draw there. AC Milan conceding a late equaliser, so a two-all there, so dropping points. Napoli picking up um, three points, two-0 win, win over Sampdoria. Mm. Shout out to Osimen and Elmas, but also Juventus are on their way, eight straight wins.
0: Juve out of nowhere have just like and looking good. Well, they. Uh, do you they're know looking, what I say? they're looking? Do you know what they're looking? Here we here we go. Don't take this the wrong way, but they're mm-hmm. looking. They were too.
2: They were too interesting before
0: and they fixed that.
2: They're resilient now. They're, this they're, is just,
0: a, they're just, this is classic, like, Allegri ball. Like, Di
2: Maria is back and is looking locked in. Locked yeah. in. That is a big deal. Chiesa as well is, is serious.
0: Chiesa coming back is so big for them because it's, he's been he's a cooking. gigantic loss for Juve yeah. and for
2: Italy, actually. And that's the thing, as we talked before about, like, World Cup, players who started the World Cup mm. who've come back flying back at their clubs. So, you know, like, McAllister at this point is just like a tighter just poor Middlesbrough meeting like World Cup winner <laughs> the, the <commentary> class, <laughs> World Cup winning McAllister that's, just, that's to become a meme all of a sudden but yeah like you see him growing in stature and strength mm. Demiria has come back um, fully locked in and Juventus now they are the major danger like they're seven points back major off danger. major danger major danger Juventus are arriving
0: um, yeah I mean seven points off top um, they've only conceded seven goals
2: in 17 games. And they're season. playing each other on the Friday. They are. Big, week, big, right? big. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, we're going to have to wait on the Monday to talk about that. That's annoying. Vibes. So yeah, Serie A right now is... Whew. Yeah, there were obviously
0: minute silence around a uh, lot of the grounds this weekend for Gianluca Biali, who yes. you, you and Flo talked about on Wright's House on Friday. Mm. Now twice a week for, uh Wright's House, but yeah, it was a minute of silence before the SAMP game against Napoli. Um Napoli got out got out of trouble a little bit. They were helped, but they they had a, a Matteo Politano missed the penalty in the first what was it like six minutes? Very good save
2: very good save as well Flicked practice, onto the yeah. post, wasn't it? Yeah. And yep. then uh, Victor Osman
0: with a lovely goal after what twenty minutes and then got absolutely sived down by Thomas Rincon, who got yeah. a straight red for it. And I think it was fair actually, because it was high, and you could see him go, try to go higher than his leg needed. And to I be. think
2: he was upset at first because I think he thought the red was coming for the goalscoring opportunity. Yeah, you could see him almost be like arguing that because Osimhen was quite a net was quite in a wide mm. angle. Yeah, the foul—it's a bad, bad foul. Yeah. It's an orange card at, at best.
0: Yeah, uh, and then uh, Elif Almas with another penalty for well, actually getting a penalty for Napoli towards the end of the game sealed it. And uh, yeah, Napoli were decent, man. They could have had
2: a couple more. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, 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 they can always have a couple more as Napoli.
0: But the two constants in Serie A this season have been Jose Mourinho suspended and cuts to Zlatan Ibrahimovic in normal clothes on the touchline when Milan score. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, even know. Is he still playing? I don't know.
2: <laughs> like, fan service. You know, he's, he's ascended. He, he's like, he's the one above the, he's ascended beyond football now. He's transcended it. <laughs> It's very ambassadorial. To be honest, it is actually kind of a dream role. Yeah. You that stage of your career where like you're just always relevant in the stands. It's not a bad look actually. I
0: like when rappers have the same hype man for their whole career and no one actually ever knows who they are. <laughs> He's never <laughs> featured on a track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's only
2: ever the hype man at the shows. Well, Young Guru you know. was like that with Jay-Z. You never actually knew what he looked like but he was always just in the mix.
0: Uh, so Serie A is very, very good this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. La Liga was interesting this weekend. It was. Real Madrid losing to Villarreal, Barcelona winning against Atleti, Uh,
2: where do you want to start? Ooh, where would you like to start? I I jumped in before.
0: I'd like to start with Atleti Barca because... Yeah,
2: big game, huge fixture.
0: It kind of had everything this game. It even had Javi Hernandez been interviewed on La Liga TV as a hologram in the studio, which was fucking
2: weird. Oh my God, (laughs) I didn't see that. so weird.
0: (laughs) but yeah, Phil kitcher Albert Ferrer and Graham Hunter were in the studio and then all of a sudden a hologram Javi. That's incredible. I was kind of expecting Phil kitcher being like, you're our only hope, Javi. You're our only (laughs) hope. (laughs) Um, And all he kept going on about was how Barcelona suffered in the beginning or in the first half. And to be honest, I actually disagree with him. I think Atleti suffered more than Barcelona in that first half because how the hell Atleti didn't score Mm. in that first half, I have no fucking idea.
2: You think that I mean? I mean, the, the, uh, some of the midfield control from Barcelona was really impressive, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was, but also like I'm amazed that he did not score in the entire match. That's wild.
0: Who missed like mega big chances? Well, Griezmann, uh, in the second
2: half, had one cleared off the line as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, no, this,
0: he, well, yeah. Griezmann had that one at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, right the at the end, end yeah. where Araujo, like, which is how you actually pronounce his name. We've always said Araujo. Araujo, apologies. Backheeled off the line wild and turned around and did the whole like yeah or like vamos <laughs> celebration i was just like that's sick i'm not gonna a, that looked really what cool. a player i mean he's amazing um atleti like 1.84 xg on 41 percent possession uh two big chances to miss they just like they let barca have a lot of the ball mm. and but like in that first half they were <sighs> They really should have been ahead, man. I, I they really, really should have been ahead. And they had even more in that in that second half.
2: And just for Barca in terms of a win, just huge, it's huge. A massive
0: huge. win. The goal was great to be fair. Like yeah. uh, Pedri did it unbelievably well, laid it off to Gavi. Gavi kind of like rolled the defender, laid it off to his man, Dembele, who which was just <laughs> was a lovely goal. And Dembele, Dembele had one big... in the second half as well where he could have done better. He loves
2: he a hu- he loves, he loves a goal in a huge match, Dembele. Mm-hmm. His collection, like if you just watched his highlight reel, you'd be like if Aliens watches Highlight Reel 5,000 years from now, I'd be like, oh my goodness, what an advanced being. Which he kind of still is, but he has, his, he has his down moments, Dembele. But what a fascinating like, last four games he's had. If you think are you going to do, do this every week? No, not every week. Just because, <laughs> just, just, just because these games in particular- That wasn't a like, diss, but I
0: was just like, I like this. I like this. Like, do you remember when we-, we Dembele's kept, journey. We kept an on-running uh, tab of how many points Eintracht Frankfurt had accru- accru- accrued since D- uh, David Abraham pushed over Christian Sch-
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I think we should actually do that with Dembele. The Nexus like. event. Yeah. So yeah. how many? So is it? Is it four games now? So next week we have to
2: say what, what a five a journey's game on. Run. What a journey's on? Yeah. Dembele what a journey's on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but it's it's just so nice to see him like happy and smiling after that really traumatic that ended yeah, World, World Cup final. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. I mean. I'm still not happy about that, to be honest. I'll never be happy about it. I'll, I'll no. be bitter about it. A part of me will remain bitter. Hey, you know what? Zidane would have waited till half time. That's all I'm saying. Would have won that final.
3: Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you know what the
0: funny thing about that is, moves of things, I'm editing that out. It's staying I'm not. in. <laughs> hey. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. (laughs) Can we just talk about there was one note that I made from this, which was red cards hilarious. The red cards were so funny because it was the it was it was just like neither of them. I, do you know what? I think, I think both of them assumed they weren't going to get sent off because they just both were grappling and the ref was like, this is ridiculous. You're both going.
2: And the grappling went on for so long. Yeah. Like Torres actual, and uh, who is it? Uh, Savage. Uh, Savage and uh, Torres. Savage is yeah. always getting that kind of trouble. That's one that pulled uh, Grealish's hair, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But Savage then went and squared up to the fourth official. I was just like, you need to be very careful. I haven't seen anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if he gets like a massive ban for that. It's ridiculous. So stupid. And who was it who got booked? Not long after for uh, smacking. Was it Molina who got booked? I mean it was just before. Was it Molina? Someone got booked for like smacking a ball at, a, at, at the assistant referee, or just past the assistant referee. It got. Stu- it got a bit silly. It, Ridic- got, a bit, it got a little bit silly it's ridiculous, at the ridiculous, end of that yeah, game. Ridiculous. But, um, I think Barcelona did really well to hang on because they. I. I I think Atleti deserved at least a point from this game.
2: Barça's defense is brilliant in La as well. So good, man. We conceded like six, six goals
0: they're all a bit season. Like, like Barcelona and Juve are a little bit kind of like an illusion this year. They're, they're yeah. like, they're like inverse mirages of themselves. You what, what I mean? Like, you mean catfish? Oh, do you know what? I didn't <laughs> say it, but now you, yeah, you know what? Yeah, really, yeah.
2: catfishy. Yeah, they because they're like, they're, 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 it's strange because they're very good and also not like you see they're just they're, they're what 35 goals for six against and like that is that what it is like and you look at and think, oh wow yeah, like can
0: see unreal like, you, know. look, you look at that
2: you look at that you look at that actual output and you think oh my goodness they must be swaggering every week and you watch them and they're actually not yeah and then you see them in the champions League and they're gonna like uh, these guys are quite These are like not good not good
0: uh, to, uh, we need to shout out Barcelona because they're obviously missing Lewandowski in the moment who's suspended mm. Um,
2: and uh you know, losing your talismanic striker for some big games. Although not the worst thing, because then they have to just work out ways to win without him. So when he returns, True. they're all the better for it. And they'll need to be because Real Madrid are going to be coming back strong. They lost to Villarreal. Villarreal with a great victory over them. Ancelotti, unusually critical of his team.
0: Well, I mean, you know, when you let Francis Coquelin pop up in the fourth minute and almost backheel it into the goal. <laughs> I think like Angelotti has seen a lot of stuff in his time. But Francis Coquelin backheel like
2: It's the hard of disrespect.
0: I yeah, mean yeah. when when you see that in the fifth minute, sorry, it was only like four minutes and played, I would have been like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, love Francis Coquelin but we can't let him do that to us. Uh, it hit the post by the way that they put um, out a really good team around it as well. They did. Um I, I think both there were two penalties in this game. Given the ball, I think neither were a penalty. I thought, I thought both were super harsh.
2: Mm.
0: I think one balanced the other.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, but like Alaba slipped, and then the ball like hit his hand, and it was like, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> that's not a penalty. And the other one was who was the other one? It was basically like, oh, it was uh, Juan Foyt, right? And it kind of flicked off. It did come off Vinicius's shoulder? As Vanessa's was running down.
2: Uh, strange, strange award,
0: yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh, this is just, I don't, like that. I get that the handball law is massively controversial. But I do think, maybe this is a conversation for another time, but I do think that there needs to be a big, big conversation and evaluation of the punishment for the crime because a penalty for something like that is so, like, yeah, it's yeah. so big. Um, but hey, if there's name, me a more boring thing in football than a dude talking about whether a penalty they discourse, right? Yeah. The handball law, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Do we need to talk
2: about anything else from this game? One of uh, not from this, oh, Dan Juma with oh, the, Dan with G- the oh with late God. miss.
0: I'm so glad you brought this up. Can you, wow, can you, can
2: you paint the scene because it is, I, can't, so, I don't think I'll be able to. Closing moments of the game, Villarreal leading 2 1. Corner comes in uh, for Real. I think Asensio or someone slices it towards goal, gets a poor contact, and Villarreal take that and they break. Danjuma picks up the ball about um, halfway into his own half, charges forward, looks up. The goal is vacant. because Cordova is obviously bombed up to try and get something for the corner. Yeah.
0: this is the, the, the what do we say? There's a, the one of the best things in football is the the only thing better than the sight of the goalkeeper going up for a corner in football is the sight of the goalkeeper running back after going up for a corner. It's amazing, yeah. And Courtois is absolutely legging it. Legging it (laughs) back.
2: But Dan Juma's far ahead of him. He's just inside his own half in the inside right position, looks up, the goal is gaping. He can either play it square to his teammate who's slightly advanced of him, who's still on side, and that guy will walk onto the net or he goes for goal himself. So he goes for it and he hits this like sort of 60 yard, 70 yard grass cutter <laughs> and it curls wide. Agonizingly wide. Aconi- but, but a good like three or four feet wide. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of a horrible miss. And it's funny yeah, it's because great, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a horrible miss because it's so relatable, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can imagine doing that at all levels of football. And then you just see the reaction on the bench and they're just like, oh my God. And Dan uh, Juma's face, yes. to his credit, to Dan Juma's face, his face just like, it's a goal against Real Madrid to seal a three uh, one win. That's the kind of thing you want to be talking about for the next fifteen years of your life. And that's why I felt a bit sad for him because it's such a kind of crown and glory. And they still won the game, but that would have been his moment, you know?
0: Yeah. It cut to like Kike Setyan just looked distraught. But luckily the the whistle went not too yeah, long yeah, after. Exactly. And the Dizone commenta- commentator was extremely
2: disappointed with
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just not not happy. So I'm um, just I'm
2: glad they still got the win. To be honest, they really deserved it. I think they did. They played yeah. really well. Yeah, they yeah, played yeah. really well, and
0: yeah, uh, a little bit concerning for Ancelotti, I think, because they've slipped behind Barcelona now, and obviously they've, they're they're through in the Champions League. Barcelona into the Europa League, and I'm not sure your Barcelona will prioritise that massively if they've got a shot of winning the league this year. So. Yeah, well, I will
2: say trickiest. just so much, so much football left to play and you know, oh, so two much. points, two points yeah. behind. Uh, so La Liga okay. have only played 16 games. This is the thing. It feels that like there's been an eternity of games on, but they, they really haven't. They really like haven't. it kind of, it genuinely
0: feels like the season has already been one and a half seasons.
2: Yeah. Me moaning again.
0: Oh, So <laughs> That's what oh, they came where, here for. Where, where. <laughs> um, let's go to League Liga F quick. Uh, Barcelona beating Sevilla 4-0 to stay top. Levante beating Villarreal 6-0 away. Uh, And uh, Real Madrid winning the Madrid derby 4-0 against Madrid Femenino. Um, Atleti drawing with Tenerife which is not a great result for them. So top of the league. Barcelona play 13 as you imagined 1 13 scored 53 conceded 4. Levante second having played a game more seven points behind Barca. Um, Real Madrid have a couple of games in hand on Levante. If they win them, they will go above Levante, but still behind Barca. Any other football you want to
2: talk about? I think that is it. Is it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. everything?
3: Yeah. We're
2: we'll getting the FA Cup with uh, on righty's house then. We'll park that there. Um, but yeah, some really exciting results at the weekend in the finest traditions of cup giant killing we'll get into those and Wrighty's house but yeah for now we're done lovely in that case
0: yeah don't forget to check Wright's house on Tuesday check Counterpress if you haven't checked it already uh, check the ring.com forward slash soccer and check the Stadio Outro's place on Spotify we and Rich playing out on Free Yourself by Middle Earth recently reissued um, is there anything you would like to add there is
2: at this juncture nothing further
0: spoken like a man who is wearing a smoking jacket to (laughs) record a podcast and he doesn't even smoke (laughs) (laughs) i was a bit surprised you didn't come on like with a cigar and stuff actually i don't know why i'm surprised that you weren't i've never seen you smoke a cigar so
2: i don't know why i said that (laughs) well it's i've got big cigar energy today i would say if nothing
0: else uh, alright then well listen I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, much love everyone uh, listen to Wright's House on Tuesday we'll be back with you on Thursday Till then much love see you then